Happy Wednesday, everyone. Uh, Welcome back to the Life at Peace podcast. Welcome to the first full episode of season one. I'm so glad to have you guys tuned in today. I've got a great topic for y'all. It's all about self-doubt today. Now, I picked this topic to start. We're going to hit the ground running because um, I believe it's something that's really, really pervasive in our society today. Um, really from any age group, maybe like the teens, the 20-somethings, the millennials, um, everyone else. Self-doubt is something that really never goes away no matter how how old you get or, or how experienced you get or how far along in your career. So I think it's a perfect topic to start out this podcast with. And um, I just wanted to, uh, before I, as I was preparing this episode for you guys, I wanted to look up the definition of doubt just for myself so that I can have a more concrete idea of what that means and what that, um, how I can apply that to my life. So while I was looking up the definition of doubt, what I found was um, to doubt means to call into question the truth of, to lack confidence in, or to be uncertain about something. So it's a pretty extensive definition, but all three of those terms were included in it. So it's to call into question the truth of, to lack confidence in, or to be uncertain of something. So if we want to apply that to self-doubt when we're doubting ourselves, really we can just take that definition that I just gave y'all and apply it to us. So if we're doubting ourselves, that means we lack the confidence in our ability to do what we um, have been put on this earth to do. It's like we're not totally sure or certain of our abilities or um, our capabilities, what we have in us. Now, this society has made it very, very easy to succumb to self-doubt. So we're surrounded by social media influencers and pressure and um, there's different trends that are going on. There's regular media with just the TV and we have all these uh, voices coming at us all the time. You got, you know, people have easier access to technology now. So anyone like me can get on a microphone or on a podcast and just share their ideas with everyone. And they're out there for the world to to see or hear um, and to uh, to think about. So we have all these voices coming at us and all these distractions. And in the midst of all this, we can um, really just bury our gifts or talents because we've been told all our lives that they're meaningless, that we're not going to get anywhere with them. Or my personal favorite is that there's too many people in the world doing what we are trying to do. So I'm here to tell you today that those are all lies. Do not believe all those lies. There is enough room in this world for every single person to have a revolutionary idea and there would still be plenty that we wouldn't know or that we hadn't discovered yet. So everyone has a place in this world and I believe, um, yes, there are plenty of writers, there's plenty of teachers, doctors, there's plenty of lawyers and um, athletes and musicians and you can just go on and on and on. Every industry, there's plenty of people who do those things. But the thing that distinguishes one person from another is their personality. Everyone's personality allows them to bring in, uh, to bring a unique flair or a unique flavor into whatever it is that they're doing. So no matter what industry you go into, if you just be yourself, then there is definitely a place for you and there's something different that you can bring to the table. Now, I believe our personalities are uniquely ours. Um, you know, we can meet people along the way who remind us of someone that we may already know. But at the end of the day, you can't emulate another person's personality. Like the way we think, uh, the way we process information, our view of the world that is uniquely 100% ours. Now, truthfully, I think it's uh, totally natural to want to shy away from something that, you know, we feel like an urging to do or we feel maybe God's calling us to do something. 
uh, maybe it, it seems challenging or it's intimidating or we just totally don't think that we have the resources or the skill at all to do it. Because um, I, I think it's very humbling and terrifying when God places a dream or a desire on our hearts. Because like on the one hand, it's like, okay, you know, you, you feel like he wants to use you. But at the same time, you're, you're wondering like, is this, I, I can't be the right person for this. And so, um, you know, or maybe you find yourself in a situation where you feel an urging to do something or to help or make some type of impact. But it's not necessarily something that you've uh, dreamed about doing or it's not something you've thought about for a long time. But maybe in this season, uh, you feel like God's maybe urging you to do something. So I think in all those situations, it's totally natural to feel like unqualified and just you know terrified about all of it. But that's why I'm so thankful that we have examples of people before us, in particular in the Bible, who faced these same issues and who were able to overcome them with God's help. So the two examples I'm going to use in this episode are Moses and Gideon. So Moses, his story is found in the book of Exodus in the Bible. And just to kind of set the stage, if you're not familiar with the story, um, Moses is the man that God chose to lead the Israelites out of Egypt and out of slavery. So at this point in time, the Israelites were just being, they were under oppressive leadership by Pharaoh and his officials. They were slaves and they were just every day, just brutally worked and beaten and really just doing uh, this extremely, extremely difficult labor. And so where Moses comes in, uh, it picks up with his story. Um, he's tending his father-in-law's flock. This is in chapter three. And so he's tending the flock. And as he's leading the flock through the wilderness, he is, um, he sees a burning bush. Now he goes over to the bush because he knows he sees that it's on fire, but it's not burning up. And as he approaches it, God speaks to him from within the bush. And he tells him um, that just fast forwarding a little bit, he tells Moses that he is the one that he's going to use to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. Now, when God starts getting into the particulars of how uh, Moses is going to do that, how he's going to approach Pharaoh and talk to him about um, letting the people go, Moses objects. Moses tells God that he is slow of speech, that he's never been eloquent, and in so many words that he is just not the right person for the job. In the next few verses, God replies saying that he's the one who gave human beings their mouths. He um, he makes them blind and gives them sight, and he is going to be the one to help Moses to speak, and he'll, he reassured Moses that he'll be there with him and help him with what to say. Yet still, after all of this, Moses comes back and says that he, he tells God, please, Lord, send someone else. And in the very next verse, God gets angry with Moses. Now, this is significant. I know for me personally, it always really gets my attention when the Bible goes into detail about God's emotions. So God created us. Um, he put everything in us that we need to fulfill our mission on this earth. And so he would not ever ask us or tell us to do anything that he has not already equipped us to do. And so I think it's really important for, for us to uh, consider that and to remember that. And so if we keep going in this passage, this is in Exodus chapter 4, um, God gets angry with Moses, but then he continues on and says, uh, what about your brother Aaron? I know he speaks well. So I think this um, can also illustrate that sometimes if we're initially, you know, resistant or uncertain or scared about, you know, God's call or what he's urging us to do, which again is totally natural and, uh, and God understands that he knows, he knows, you know, how intimidating it can feel to step out on faith and to try something, you know, to try something big that's so much bigger than yourself. But, um, you know, sometimes at that initial call, if we're, you know, resisting, he might just, uh, 
send us a, a person or some resources or connections to help us get going and give us that initial push into what we're supposed to be doing. Something else to consider is that God doesn't need us to carry out his work, but he wants us. He wants to use us. So if he's urging you to do something, you're the one he wants, not the person with more education or more connections or more money or more influence or more charisma, but he wants you. Um, He remembers what he put in each of us to succeed. And at the right time, he chooses to bring all of that out of us. And so if you keep reading in Exodus, um, in chapter 14, it recounts how, um, or it's an, it's an account of how God delivered on his promise and he successfully helped Moses to bring the Israelites out of Egypt. So the other example I wanted to include is Gideon. Now, Gideon's story is found in the book of Judges in chapter 6 and 7. And so basically what's happening here is the Israelites are once again oppressed. They're under the hand of the Midianites. And this has been going on for many years. And so Gideon is the man that God has chosen to deliver the Israelites from the Midianites and to um, to save them from that oppression once more. So um, how it goes is an angel appears to Gideon at his home while he's uh, threshing wheat. And he addresses him by saying, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And uh, a few verses later, it talks about how God says he tells Gideon to go and save Israel in the strength that he has and that he'll be with him. Um, but Gideon objects, saying that he is the weakest or he's the least in his family. And so really, he's questioning how God can even use him to to complete such a task. So I found it interesting here that um, Gideon is addressed as mighty warrior, even though he really uh, just feels totally the opposite. Um, he tells God that he is the, the least in his family. And so, you know, here's another example of a man who's uh, just there's some self-doubt there, like he, he doesn't uh, fully believe <laughs> that um, he is a mighty warrior at this moment when he's first approached. But nevertheless, God still chooses to use him. And in chapter 7, um, we read about how uh, God leads Gideon and his army to eventually defeat the Midianite army. So in both of these examples, we have men who they doubted themselves when God first approached them with what they were supposed to do with what he wanted them to complete. And even with their doubts, God still saw potential in them to accomplish the task. And he was prepared and ready to help both of them to do just that. And so just imagine for a moment, what if Gideon and Moses, what if both of them or either of them had uh, just rejected God and said, just no, (laughs) like we're we're not going to do this. Um, Just imagine what might have happened with that. And of course, it's impossible to know for sure what the outcome would have been or what consequences would have played out, but it's just food for thought. And honestly, to make this more concrete, um, just think about someone in your life. Maybe it's a, a singer, an actor, a pastor, an athlete, a friend, family member, you name it. Just think of someone who has made an impact or... Um, a positive impact. We're, we're talking about positive things here, but someone who has done something that has stuck with you or that challenged you to be better. And just think for a moment, what if that person had not, you know, embraced their gifting or their calling? What if they'd chosen to just not use the talents that God had given them? And how much different would your life be? And on a larger scale, how much different might the world be? Now, these questions, of course, are just meant to help you put things into perspective. Um, Everyone's life touches someone else's. 
So there's literally people that are cheering for you and counting on you to do your part and to embrace your talent, to embrace your calling, your gifting, um, whatever it is that you know, God has placed on your heart that you feel an urging or a, a desire to do. There's people that, um, that you haven't even met yet that are going to be impacted in some way by what you choose to do. And that's not to create a, a sense of pressure or anything, but it's really just uh, to for you to realize that you know it's a you know it's a serious thing. Like to to really doubt yourself is you're you're not just hurting yourself, but you could potentially be keeping someone from you know a blessing that they uh, could receive or just some type of positive impact that could spark a chain reaction in their own lives. And so the goal isn't necessarily to achieve national or worldwide fame or recognition because that's not what everyone is supposed to do. That's not the calling on everyone's life. But all we have to do is just, you know, embrace what we do have and, you know, our gifts that we, you know, know of right now and to just use those to the fullest uh, to do the best we can with those gifts. And, and in that way, we can impact our community, you know, our circle our little part of the world, um, and we can make a difference right where we are. Uh, we don't have to be well-known or famous before we can start making a difference in people's lives. Uh, just look at the people that you have around you now and be inspired to do your best for them. Now, this isn't to say that once you choose to embrace your gifting and to do what God's calling you to do, whatever that may look like, that's not to say that you'll never have doubts again. Um, that's just not true, <laughs> unfortunately, um, which is why I wanted to do this episode was because, you know, self-doubt is something that can just persist. And it's it's always a challenge. You always have to choose consciously um, what you're going to do about those feelings and those thoughts. And so, you know, whatever you choose to do, you'll always have um, have the task. You'll always have the responsibility to overcome those thoughts and to you know, push them aside and to focus on what you know you're supposed to do without getting distracted by um, by what people will think or, you know, how many other people are doing this thing that you're trying to do, um, you know, or whether it's going to be successful or not. Just try it. You know, put yourself out there and um, see what happens. So I really just want to conclude with um, these thoughts that it's totally okay and it's natural to doubt ourselves. Um, I'm not trying to communicate that you can never do that again or that you need to stop that right now. Uh, but there does come a point where we have to decide to trust that God's going to meet us where we are and that he's going to work with us to get to, to accomplish what he's called us to do. Um, he put greatness in each of us and you and me, and he will bring that out of us if we just trust him. And he'll do it for our good and for his glory. And I think that if we can remember this and uh, and just dwell on these, uh, dwell on this truth when we um, are tempted to doubt ourselves, then it can help us to really stay in peace no matter what season we're in or what we feel it is that we should be doing. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and got something of value from it. If you're watching on YouTube right now, go ahead and click subscribe so you can stay um, up to date with the Life at Peace podcast channel. Also, if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make your way over to YouTube so that you can watch this and see the video of this podcast. Uh, the next episode will come out in two Wednesdays from now, February 9th. 
So stay tuned and I'm excited to share this content with you guys as we move through season one. So until then, um, y'all have a blessed week and I will catch you later.